Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. So if you, you know, are scared of it, I don't think you're not alone, first of all, but just have the conversation. I think we're all adults here, and that's important. I just... I love these hoes. I'm so grateful for you guys. Okay, so um, how do you truly start? Your jacket's making so many noises. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm okay. so sorry. Hello, friends. Welcome back to Acting My Age with me, Rohini Elise. Happy Wednesday. It is part two of the relationship tell-all episode with my besties, Catherine and Amber. Um, We were with you guys last week talking about all of this, and it was just so juicy and lengthy that we had to split it into two episodes. So this is part two. There's so many good things to unpack here. Um, We're also answering your questions in this episode, so make sure to stay tuned for the whole episode so you can hear some of your questions. So let's get into it. Yahoo! Big summer blowout. (laughs) (laughs) We back, bitches. (laughs) Yeah, let's answer some questions. Yeah, yeah. Maybe on like, like we're still gonna answer them legitly, but we're gonna be a little bit more. Catherine and like, Am- Amber vibes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so yeah. Again, I just want to thank you guys. I want to be on the hot hoe vibe right now. <laughs> okay, 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 hot hoe. We're on a hot hoe life vibe. <laughs> hot girl 2021. <laughs> Wait, I'm going to take this moment just for a second. Yeah, okay, yeah. <laughs> I just mentioned wine. If you guys, that's the industry that I work in. And if you haven't been to like Woodenville, if you live in Washington or yes, all those things, like... Yes. Plug, I, plug, I work plug. in the industry, and if you haven't been no, the tasting rooms right now, um, go visit them. Like, everyone is in such a good mood, and they want to see you, and mm-hmm. everything is socially distanced and sanitized and masks and all that stuff. Like, it is open and ready to see you. So go taste some fucking good wine in Woodenville, yeah. okay? That's yeah, it. Yeah, go to Woodenville. That's it. Go, go, go. I'll, we're going to be there this summer right now, too, but we're going to be there, so go. And if you ever see me there, please stop me and say hi to me. Yeah. Just honestly, I love it. Her name, Am Bam. Her name, Am Bam. Okay, so that's a good... Do you want to start with that one? Yeah, and this one. Oh. Okay, so how the heck do I know when I'm ready to start dating again? I feel like I'm ready, but then again, I feel scared to fall back into my same bad patterns. (laughs) Amber's laughing. (laughs) Oh, Catherine, should we... This is like... So yeah, Tinder time. Let's talk. And now grind or hinge or whatever. Grinder. Not grinder. That's for Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, Catherine and I both influenced each other, not necessarily in a bad way, but to download dating apps. And it started with Tinder, and then it went to Bumble, then it went to Hinge, and all these different things because we're exhausting every avenue, okay? So here's the thing. Yeah. So let's hear about your... 
ready as it is now. Okay. We just talked about like how in October this is what it was for me. And oh, I'm not really, no. I'm not ready for a full-blown relationship. Okay. And I honestly think a lot of people on these apps aren't either. And if you are, I'm so sorry because there's so many fucking hookups. Like people. there's like people that just want are on there for hookups. Mainly yeah. Tinder. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. it's not that I don't care not about Not bad. <laughs> not bad at all though. And it's not that we don't care about the people that we talk to or match with or whatever. It's just like that's not where we are mentally and I don't know. We'll try and let you know that. But I think when you know you're ready or not, if you find yourself hanging out with someone multiple times or maybe it's over months or weeks or whatever and you don't feel that relationship progressing to anything more than a hangout or maybe a hookup like if you're not making future plans or you're not calling it things or whatever you're you're in that situation ship right now like that's just kind of what it is they're not ready maybe they aren't going to tell you that but or maybe it's you maybe it's you like I find myself doing that like I might think someone's attractive or want to hang out with them or whatever but I'm not ready to commit or like lock down that I'm not <laughs> cat points at me and says commit because we talk about this all the time you know, you can like people and kind of get to know people, but if you're not in the right headspace, you're going to know that. And yeah. it's pretty obvious, I feel like. And it's not like it's hard to navigate at all because another thing about I've been learning lately is to honor your boundaries and to speak your truth and to be very upfront with where you're feeling with your emotions and not feel like it's wrong for you to express your feelings because it's very beneficial to say your feelings upfront in the beginning and be straightforward because it trains your mind to say, like, oh, I honor and respect myself enough to be truthful with myself to this person. Mm -hmm. So, me, honestly, not ready for a relationship. A how do you know when you are? Oh, okay, how do I know when you are? Yeah. When you kind of just maybe crave their presence, crave their company, not in the intimate and physical, like, sexual way, mm -hmm. but maybe actually just, like, you, you really want to get to know them. Um, you're not stalking your ex or um, dwelling on the past relationship that you experienced before um, you're not or thinking you're about so them interested in them that you don't even want a dating app anymore like yeah. you're just your tunnel vision and not in a bad way of like ignoring everyone else in your life but if you're so interested in someone and you know you're open to the relationship or whatever like you're just going to start to want to get to them on a deeper level besides the same conversation you have with every single yeah. person on a dating app like it's different mm -hmm. than that and you're going to want to hang out with them more than once a week or once every month yeah. like but also just because just because you're so captivated captivated by this like maybe you start hooking up with someone and you're so captivated by their like mm -hmm. their body or their sense of humor or whatever it is it doesn't mean that you're ready to date them it just means that you enjoy their company i i think you're you know i haven't reached that point yet but Same. you know you're ready to date someone when you're so it sounds so cheesy, but when you're so in love with yourself, you're so comfortable with your mm -hmm. your position you are in life um, that you're ready to give it to someone else. And like, I don't think that you should ever put yourself in the position to give your love to someone else unless you fully love yourself. And that takes a lot of time. Sometimes it takes a month. Sometimes it takes years for people. Mm -hmm. Like I'm only like a few months in and I'm like, dang, I could give myself more of this love before I give it to someone else. And that doesn't mean that you're selfish or you're unlovable or anything like that. It just means that you're you've, been, de yeah, you've yeah. De been deprived of this love for so long that it's okay to like f give yourself this, you know, put all of it into of, you into anyone else. Yeah, yeah. so like That's when you really are comfortable with yourself being as in like maybe you're comfortable with how your body looks or you're comfortable where your mind is at or you're 
very content with where you are in your academics, your education, your career, your your family life and everything like that, when you're just like so content and well off with yourself, then that's when you are in the right position to love. Yeah, no one's gonna sway you. Like you can take everyone's opinions and feelings and thoughts into consideration and everything like that. But when you're just so content in yourself and you just feel solid, like I think complete solid person, then you can go ahead and share your life with someone. Like, I don't believe that someone is your other half. Mm-hmm. I don't think someone can complete you, but I think someone can add to your life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good point. Because, because I don't think you should need someone else or rely on someone like else that. to yeah. fulfill you or to make your life worth living. Like, you yeah. should do that on your own, mm-hmm. and your partner should be able to do that on your own, and that's the kind of relationship that I'm searching for. I'm not even searching for a relationship. I'm living for this, though. I think I've told you yeah. this before, Calf is... If it's not a hell yes, it's a oh, hell no. Yeah. Bitches, <laughs> everyone in between. If it's not a hell yes, it's a hell no. And if you aren't over the moon excited about it, if you have yeah, any doubt or anxiousness about this person or going on a date with them or whatever, that ain't it. And, or you're not ready yeah. or he he or she or whoever it is isn't it. And so make sure you really check in with yourself and say, am I really just lonely or want attention or whatever? Or do I actually like this person's presence? Because I find myself there all the are time. Are they adding to my life? Yeah. yeah. Like, mm-hmm. what do you, like, is this a real thing? And are you ready? Or if, if not, are you ready? Or if not, um, you know, figure out what it looks like to, to, for you to make those next steps or just communicate with the other person that you're not looking for a relationship. Can I, I just from like, again, an outside observer perspective, is this like an accurate observation you guys would think? Like, do you think when you're going into a new relationship, you're ready when you're not seeing that new relationship from the lens of your past relationship? Like, Mm, like, so if you're ready for the new relationship, you're not, you're not clouded by your past relationship. Like you're ready to, you've healed what you've learned from, you've healed your whole in yourself, like you said, and now you're seeing this new relationship from its Mm -hmm. own thing. It doesn't, you're not dragging on the last thing. Like that's when you're really ready. I think there's a fine line between that though. And maybe people would disagree with you with this though, because I think all the past relationships, including the last one, but ones before that, like there's lessons and pieces of me that have mm-hmm. formed because of those, right? No, yeah, so, yeah, for sure. Or things that I've learned from those people that are valuable to me and I'm thankful for, regardless of how shitty it was. Yeah. So exactly. when you go into a new relationship, um, you know, if you see it through a different lens, I mean, obviously you've been through experiences, you really can't completely ignore those or not think about those things. But I think when it's less of an active active effort is when you know like if i'm not constant being like oh this person's cheating on me yeah or, exactly you know that's what, what i'm mean? saying like, like it's not the the all the terrible things the insecurities yeah. the fucked up shit happening from your last relationship that's not being presented and projected mm-hmm. onto this new person like you've yeah. healed that you've learned from it you've healed that and you're not clouded by like yeah. the sh- the trauma that they put exactly. on you basically like yeah. that's when you're ready yeah i think you have to learn from and appreciate in any way you want to interpret that what your other relationships were and then try not for the most part to carry that into a new relationship because just because one person cheated on you doesn't mean another will okay so not everyone is you know piece of shit or whatever you want to call it or maybe they're not whatever you okay no hard feelings but still like (laughs) but it is important to acknowledge like the way you felt in those situations and what you learned from it and all those things but don't just try not to carry it over you know like it's a new fresh start and if you're not ready to do that, you're not ready in general. Yeah. That, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. a thin point. 
But also, if you're not ready, it doesn't mean that you can't date. Okay, this is... Like, for casual, just for fun. Casual. Like, if... Like, part of the healing process for some people, including me, has been just being able to just relax and have fun and just, like, step back and just, like, keep everything lighthearted. Like, it's not just entirely, like, hookups here, hookups there, but, like, just to explore other Mm -hmm. options and uh, realize and acknowledge that there's other human beings out there Mm -hmm. that will actually give you good company, Mm -hmm. good intimacy. Low pressure, low pressure, yeah. 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 And you don't don't need to expect something, you know, long-term with them or anything like that, but it's just, like, it's... But it's make been sure really you set the expectation, okay, yes, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. But it's been a huge part of my healing process. It's just like n- realizing that there's other people out there that will treat you right, will treat you what, or will you know treat you in the way that you deserve, and um, give you that realization of you are worthy you're, of being you're loved, okay, or being appreciated, okay. yes. or yes. all those different things. Yeah. You deserve to be happy, and if that looks like a relationship, or if that looks like a fuck buddy, sorry, or if that looks like. <laughs> Just a friendship that's the other sex or whatever. Like, it can be whatever you want it to be. And you're mm-hmm. worthy of that situation. But just make sure you set expectations and talk about these things because I think communication obviously is the healthiest part of a relationship. I think for a lot of people they feel that way. But make sure if someone's looking for a relationship and you're not, don't tell them you are, okay, if you're not yeah. really ready. That's not cool. No, but and if it's not your beat to be like, oh, I can't just hook up. If you just want to hook up and then you're interested in this person that's only looking for a relationship, communicate that from the beginning. And if they're willing just to hook up and everything like that, all for it, whatever. But you if know, it's the other way around too. I think you and I had this conversation because if you guys know, just I just shared with you like the sexual abuse situation, everything for me. Like, I think that's such a there's something in the back of the whole dating app culture that like if you go on a date with someone or one or two or whatever like you assume you have to like it's like first base is having sex it's fucking wild okay like as an adult that's what it's considered as like, yeah you know? and like if that's not what you want to do again it's harder it's easier than done but you don't have to and I think for a lot of I get anxiety about going on new dates and stuff because I feel like if I go on a new date, I find my, find myself in a sexually intimate situation. And I'm not ready for that. And that's not what I want. And I'm looking for companionship or like just deep and genuine connections. But if you don't want that, just make it clear and stand your ground, respect your body and do what seems right for you. And I promise you won't regret that in the end. So. Okay, so this one I think is super, this pertains to you guys a lot, especially you, Kath. Um, Just found out the guy I've been seeing for eight months has a girlfriend. How do Mm. I not feel stupid and used? Because that's what you were saying before you even came on here. Like, I don't want people to think I'm stupid. Um, Who's advice? You don't have to have the answer, but just anything. Just some advice. Yeah. Not personal. Again, back to any reasoning that I had. It's not against you. It's a reflection of them. Yeah. Not attack on you personally. It's not just what you did. yeah. It's just the insecurity that they've had with themselves. They feel like they need to reach out for more reassurance from another body, j- rather than just you, because they are so discontent with themselves. They need more reassurance than you. They should have. It's it's not because you didn't it's, put out enough or you aren't emotional or mm-hmm. sensitive or reassuring mm-hmm. enough. It's not because you aren't enough. It's just because this person is going through something. 
They aren't content. They need all the help, all the reassurance that they can get. And shittily enough, it's you in the crossfire. Yeah. And it's it's Fucking human nature sucks. to want to trust people, right? And think the best of people. I mean, not everyone, but like that's yeah. where I find myself and I know you find yourself. So you always want to think the best people. So you don't like go into a relationship be, being like, oh, he's cheating on me. You know what I mean? Yeah. So for you to not know, okay, I just really didn't know. And maybe that might be embarrassing for you or people might be like, but you knew this or saw this sign or whatever. But it's not always black and white. And that's just what is just so complicated and it makes our lives just so different and you know whatever but also these people who do these things the reason they do it is because they're good at it like it it might likely not be their first time and so they're good at either manipulating you or controlling the situation to make you feel like it's not actually happening or whatever's going on so there's a lot to a story before you are quick to judge people or to judge yourself so give yourself grace and that's really that's all I have to say about that we also want to answer a lot of your questions because I kind of ranted on like what was going on with me are you staying confident one. while being single? Oh, easy, girl. Easy. I don't know why people feel like they need to reach out or they need to, you know, pursue a relationship or pursue, you know, some kind of partnership in order to feel, like, to feel confident, you know? Like, there's so many other ways that are very proactive and, you know, um, in making yourself feel confident. Like, one, working out. <laughs> eating healthy, pursuing your hobbies, masturbating, (laughs) reaching out to friends. Like, no one else can do you like you, okay? Like, I don't know. I I think I'm so happy you feel that way. I'm so happy you feel that way, but I don't know if I'm totally there yet, and that just shows you, like, everyone's journey is different, right? But feeling self-confident in these situations after the things you go through, it's not always, it's just not always easy, and, you know, I'm learning, I'm still learning, but... I love to see yeah. you have that kind of radiance about you and whatever, and I learn where I can, but it's just not coming as natural to me, and that's okay. We're going to work through it, but just know if you're not there yet, yeah, that's all right. We're working, but just make sure you don't stop and can be complacent. Um, okay, listen to this sex. Talk? No. I have. Yeah. Um, listen I have. to the Sex Talk podcast. Is it normal to feel guilty, gloomy vibes after sex? Okay, these ladies have some really qualified answers that are from like an emotional, perhaps, relationship side of things, and before that, I just want to say, there is also a possibility that it's your hormones mm-hmm. and that's, that's a whole nother thing. Like your hormones play such a huge role into your sex life. And I don't know, I just learned this recently, you guys, but men, their hormonal cycles is a 24 hour cycle. They reset every yeah. day. Yeah. Women, a 30 day, 30 day hormonal cycle on average. We take a whole fucking month to reset. These guys reset in 24 hours. So it is very normal if it, that could be a, a real thing to feel guilty, gloomy, whatever. Also, another thing pr- besides like your emotional or relationship, whatever is your upbringing, mm-hmm. because I really do feel the guilty, gloomy vibes could possibly, I don't know your story, but like a you. Christian upbringing, Catholic upbringing, if you were taught to believe that sex before marriage is a sin. Yeah, I could definitely see you feeling guilty after sex because that is what you've been told. And I, in my personal belief, I believe that is not true. Mm -hmm. So that's just some other things besides like your own emotional or whatever experience that could be contributing to that. But I'm going to let these ladies talk. I'm going to hit this from two angles. I'll try and do it kind of quickly. But the first one you just talked about was your upbringing or things like that. So I grew up in a Christian home, um, which was great to me. 
at the time, I still actually am uh, a Christian. I, that's, oops, I'm still a Christian. That's kind of, that's how I affiliate, things like that. So when I was growing up, I was in a really strict Christian school and all those things. And for me, the concept of sex or sexual intimacy, intimacy and things of that nature was like, if you do it, you're condemned to hell. So it was like really scary. Like I remember having conversations with my twin sister um, and just being like, I think she was the first person to like hold a boy's hand. And that sounds so stupid. And I laugh about this all the time, but like she held the boy's hand and we thought we were, she was going to hell. And I remember like crying and she was crying and being like, holy shit, what's next? Like there is, there's nothing for me. Like that's how extreme this was, you guys. And I'm sorry, that's horrible. And maybe you don't identify to that, but I think religion or upbringing, like that really has a thing to play to it. So like when I lost my virginity or things of that nature, and even still to this day, like the amount of sexual partners or the frequency and all these things, like sometimes I still feel like, God, I shouldn't have added another one to the list. And I hate that I think about it that way. That's a trauma thing. But you know, there's feelings that come up with, with those, whatever. And then another side of that is the thing I experienced was the the sexual abuse and everything. So for me, I've been trying to reclaim that. I've been trying to work through that. And I don't really crave sexual relationships right now because it's just not where I'm at. So for moments where I maybe give into that, or I find myself wanting to it, wanting to do those things, I think I'm in it for that moment. I want to do it. Everything seems right. But like after the fact, I kind of get a little upset with myself because it's a self-respect thing or like I feel like I didn't respect myself enough or all these different things. There's so many things that play into it. But just you know, just know it's a process. You're finding yourself, all these things. There's so many pieces that can play into it. But if you actually feel like depressed or gloomy or whatever after this, after sex, which is supposed to be like this like sexual experience and journey and it's supposed to be amazing and I'm hoping I discover that again soon which you know whatever but if you're feeling that way just just take a look and like maybe journal about why you feel these ways or whatever but it's not on normal you're not alone but just work through it or try to take note of it listen to it mm-hmm. listen. again it's like you guys said earlier your body will tell you these yeah things. don't ignore it so though that's the worst thing you can no do no matter what the the cause is it's you, it still needs to be listened to mm-hmm. like still needs to be mm-hmm. acknowledged yeah Period. 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 Okay, so next question. Please tell me in all caps. Please tell me how to get over my fear of long-term commitment. Preach. Preach, bitch. Um, I would just, okay, honestly, I think I would just put it out there right now. I am not frightened, but pretty icked about the idea of committing to someone long term. Like I've been in that whole that whole entire beat for so long now that even just the idea of having to check up or you know give someone an update of my day throughout the day kind of turns me off. So I think I would just say like you have to be fully content with yourself, very comfortable with who you are, who you want to be, your daily habits. Um, in order to, hold on, hold on. My fear Sandra. of long-term commitment. Fear. Being oh. scared of being with someone. I think I, I talked to you about this, Kat. I think I'm going to take a little bit of a different approach to this one. Like, okay. how do you know that the next relationship you get in is going to be a long-term commitment? Okay. And I say that because me and Kat talked about this. Um, just because 
maybe you want that. Maybe that's what you're looking for. You think that's what you want, but you don't know if you end up with someone and maybe it's like three months or maybe even two weeks or maybe it's a couple years, but (laughs) you really don't know. And I think it's a really fun and exciting and important thing to kind of just take things like step by step and like just approaching guys approach things digestibly like if you're looking at a relationship or getting to know someone on like a three-year basis you're never gonna want to do that like that's crazy like if I met someone I was like oh I'm gonna know them forever like that's too much for me I'm not gonna take the energy and the time to do that but if you just kind of approach it with like oh I I like spending time with them I want to get to know them all these different things I think it's kind of a little bit more manageable, I guess, to to have a relationship with them. Obviously, if they're opening up to you and saying like, oh, I'm looking for a a long-term commitment or whatever, and you know that's not what you want, don't go down that road. But if you're kind of both on the same path of, I don't know, kind of being scared of commitment, I think everyone on that dating app or a lot of things are. So if you, you know, are scared of it, I don't think you're not alone, first of all, but just have the conversation. I think we're all adults here and mm-hmm. that's important. I, did. I I wouldn't personally even test the waters if I wasn't fully content in knowing that I was trying to pursue a, lo- a long-term relationship. Mm-hmm. Like if you're not so ready for that next step, like that full-term commitment of marriage, kids, a family, a home, and just that, you know, that lifelong commitment, don't even dive deep into it. It's, it's, you know, we're young, you want, you know, whoever you may be, whatever. Probably like, young. Yeah, you're probably <laughs> young and everything like that. Yes. You want to do whatever you want to do. Sure, by all means, go for it. But it doesn't mean that you need to close your off, close yourself off to the long-term commitment. Like you can, if your partner is willing to, play it by ear, go with the flow, and just be open to whatever possibility may come your way. Sorry, mm-hmm. I've just been having lots of thoughts. Mm-hmm. Because she said, Tell me how to get over my fear of long-term commitment. So it's like, how do I get over that? And that's a block, and that's like a a something that's blocking her. And I feel like for most scenarios, that means that there's something within you that needs to be healed before you can do that. And I would have answered that if I read the. Yeah, (laughs) sorry, I know I had I was looking at it, so that gives me an advantage. But. But all, yeah. all those things apply for sure that you guys yeah. said. But, like, for most instances, I feel like, and even though sometimes it might be buried super, super deep, which, like, I've had certain family members just now realizing there's literally something from their childhood and they're in their 40s that are realizing, oh, shit, something happened in my childhood that's making me not be able to commit in the last 15 years I haven't been able to commit like maybe it's buried down super super deep but something either in your upbringing your environment your whatever you learned your friends whatever it is your past relationship something in there is like not super healed and making you be be scared of that and yeah there are some people I do believe that don't don't you know need to be in relationships like that's not for them they're here on this earth to like do their own thing vibe by themselves and like just spread love to their friends and whoever i'm like bitch why you grab my hand (laughs) not not everyone needs to be in a long-term romantic partnership or whatever so yeah but in terms of fear of commitment long-term commitment i do think ultimately that's something that is within you that needs to be healed Mm -hmm. for the most part i don't know your story but i think like a lot of the things we've talked about 
therapy, journaling. Why is that? Like get super into it, literally write out and don't be ashamed because no one is watching you. When you're journaling, no one's watching you. You're literally the guilt you're feeling is only from yourself, which is fucking stupid because if you're judging yourself all the time, like that gets really exhausting. What I learned in my module three this semester is that when you're writing, when you're journaling, whether it's for a class or just creatively, whatever, um, write what you want to share and what you what you want to say, not what want, what you think other people are going to want to hear. And I think whenever you get writer's block or you feel like you're stuck in a position where you just you're trying to perfect what you're trying to share and say because you want people to relate to it, it really doesn't matter if they're going to be able to relate to it or not. Like your speak audience, your truth, yeah. yeah, speak your truth. Your audience is going to connect. Whatever portion of your audience is going to connect, whether they, they, they reside in it or not, you know, like they. Or maybe you don't even have an audience. Yeah, That's you, fine. You're yeah. your own audience. Yeah, like just get it out there. So you get it out there. That's all. We're yeah. I just do from again. I don't know your story, but from the people that I've I've known personally that have a fear of long term commitment, there is definitely something in either their upbringing, their childhood. Mm-hmm whatever it is that is blocking that for them. What's the common thread? And maybe it's something that you put there or maybe it's something another parent or family member put there. But it's really important. Like, I think when you, like, write a timeline about your life and all these things, these are some of the exercises I do in therapy, so maybe that's helpful. Mm -hmm. But if you, like, write a timeline and just kind of talk through what things look like, you'll start to see these common threads and maybe there's things that you can't directly change, you know, or, or whatever it looks like. But I think when like identifying those things, it'll help you kind of understand why and you can figure out what you want to do about it or what you don't want to do about it and hopefully overcome that fear of commitment um, in your life. So, yeah, I think it just ultimately the answer is just going inward, kind of asking yourself those hard questions, either if you write it down or not. Um, I honestly recommend writing it down. I, I always say that. And people are like, give me another answer besides journal prompts. But I really recommend journaling because it's just, for me at least, the easiest way to get things out. So, like, just ask yourself, like, why do I not like long-term commitment? Maybe nothing comes up, but maybe something does. And then be like, is there anything in my life that has shown me that long-term commitment is not safe? Or what yeah. are what are the... what what about long-term commitment makes me feel scared or not safe or not comforted or all those things vulnerable? Like what about that makes me feel that way and why? And does that, is there any things in my past that have made me feel like this? Is it my parents? Is it my siblings? Is it my past relationship? Whatever it is, just trying to go inward and figure that out. And there's, I'm sure a lot of really good books. I literally can't think of any off the top of my head, but I know there are really good books to work through this. I don't know if you have any not books off the top of my head but there are lots of resources there's a lot of relationship experts there's a lot of all these people that you can turn to that can give you advice and um also don't beat yourself up about it yeah no. give yourself grace yeah I think I said Again, that like a that's, that's times a, the main theme give yourself grace i have a big i'm a big proponent of that that's a big thing so yeah mm-hmm. you got it you know don't be don't beat yourself up you're on your own timeline and the fact that you're even asking this knows that means that you know you're aware of it mm-hmm. and i think that's the first step to like making a change so mm-hmm. i'm proud of you for even asking that <laughs> to end it out um <laughs> want to end on a wholesome note I mean, we can, yeah, after this, but okay. fucking, let's, okay. Let's just, yeah. Okay, so, the, to end it out, because I think 
I think this is the essence of any relationship. No matter if it's with a friend, if your family, with your family, with a loved one, a partner, whatever, it all comes down to self-love, right, ladies? These yeah. guys, if you're, we really need to watch the video version because we have been <laughs> hugging and kissing each other so much and holding each other's hands because we fucking love each other. And I'm wearing space buns for the first time. And it's so cute. <laughs> so go look. Okay. Um, I love these hoes. Mm. So grateful for you guys. Okay, so um, how do you truly start... Your jacket's making so many noises. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm okay. so sorry. Um, how do you truly start to love yourself? And this is such a loaded question, and there's so many answers, and each person has their own approach. Catherine pulls up her Pinterest. She's like, hold on, I got some <laughs> fucking quotes. Um, because mine is really easy to answer is... I'm not there yet. Okay, this is a really lo- it's a really long journey, so... Self-love, self-love is a difficult topic. And I think every day you decide to do something for yourself or to put yourself first. Maybe it's making a bomb-ass cup of coffee or going mm-hmm. to the gym or going on a walk or seeing a friend or whatever it looks like. That's self-care. Maybe it's doing a face mask even. Like, whoa, like that was something I never used to do. So anytime yeah. you put yourself first, that's like little acts of self-care coming through and, and that return shows self-love, right? Mm-hmm. But if you're not, like, absolutely obsessed with yourself, like, after a breakup and stuff, like, that's normal. Like, I don't think I've... I still haven't felt that way, and it's been a handful of months. So it's a journey. You're working through it. I think Catherine's kind of gotten there quicker than me, and I love that for her. There's no bad feeling there, like, amen. I want that for myself. Yeah, it's my own timeline. Mm-hmm. But it, it's just unique to yourself. So as long as you're just trying to make sure that you're prioritizing yourself and not a, ignoring how you feel and just wanting to make that relationship with how you feel about yourself better. That's really all I can say to you. Do so you, are there any things that have made you start loving yourself more that you implement in your life? Um, anyway, still on the journey, but I think for me working out, um, writing a bit more, just seeing my friends because in my relationship, my, I just isolated myself. Right. So I didn't have those things, but, um, I think those are just a few really important things that I started doing and just kind of like, I guess checking in with myself mentally. I never used to do that a whole lot. Mm-hmm. I used to kind of like just under the rug, like I'm dealing yeah. with someone else right now, but just checking in with yourself maybe weekly or whatever that looks like. Maybe it's even daily, but just making sure you're aware of how you're feeling and then just, just going from there. So get it, get it, sis. I'm going to speak my truth here, but I just need, oh, I just need you to tell me the story one, or the question one more time. Okay, okay. Like <laughs> I can speak honestly here. It's not how like some bullshit. How do you start to love yourself? Okay. In your experience. Yeah. In my experience, how I truly, I think I kind of channeled like my inner, like child self. Um, I kind of tried to like remember what made me really happy and fulfilled as a kid. And just because I was a kid, it doesn't mean that it's relevant now as an adult or, you know, young adult or anything. It's just like I tried to remember what really drove me to be you know, who I was. And I just like tried to identify who I was. I'm, I'm very competitive. <laughs> I'm, I'm very, um, humorous. I love to interact with people that make me laugh or I love to make other people laugh. Um, and I just, I just really like to enjoy very small, like things that people would think are very minimal in the life. Like, like the simple moments. Like I love to get a good bite to eat and I love good <laughs> conversation and I love, really pretty sunsets or like the perfect temperature um breeze or something like that you know like those little small moments I'm just I live off of okay and I think when I started to really 
realized that I, I loved myself whereas like, I just like stripped my just, like stripped myself down to the core of like all right I have nothing left I can start fresh start over like fresh fresh slate clean slate and kind of just realize like what can I do in this moment to benefit my life or add to my life and I just thought I just kind of like peace back like when was the last time I was truly happy and I remember mm. high school Kind of shitty that I had to say back to high school and everything. <laughs> like that. But I had to ask myself, what was I doing in high school? And I was playing sports competitively. I was interacting with friends daily, and I was doing things that made me feel accomplished, like like school or just completing certain tasks or whatever it may be. And I tried to um, reciprocate those things by, um, or like try to relive those things by doing them again throughout the day. And so I'm trying to work out more. Um, Trying to do the little things, like just being able to, like you said, I think, journal. yeah, like journal. just getting to know yourself and to appreciate the things about yourself outside of your partner. Since we're on the topic of relationships, mm-hmm. you could be in a relationship and it's a healthy one, but you still want to do this whole self-love discovery yes. thing. That's fine. Um, but just like right. trying to get to understand yourself outside of this relationship and what the things that you like it's great to share, um, what is it, like shared activities or things you enjoy yes. with your partner. But if it's all you have is what the other person likes, I encourage you to look and see like what you enjoy and then just kind of like where you see yourself with or without this partner and just kind of look outside the relationship because relationships are very meaningful, but they're not everything. And not always, no matter how great it is you think it is in the moment, it's not always going to last. So getting to be comfortable with yourself and who you are is really important because in the end, sometimes that's all you're going to have. And if you totally destroy that or you don't have that relationship with yourself, it's going to be a little bit harder to work through things. So I, I just want to say, like, I, okay, I'm a little sensitive. But like, I, I do want to say that, like, something I've always admired about Rohini and Sage's relationship is that they have stuck to their own, like, individuality throughout their entire relationship. Like, even now, like three years deep into their marriage, like they're they're still holding on to their hobbies with like clenched fists <laughs> and they're not letting go of it. Maybe sometimes they share their hobbies, their personal hobbies with each other, which is great. I think it's a, a beautiful, amazing way to, you know, connect with your partner and things that you love about and stuff like that. Like Sage just still goes on hunting trips on his own and Rohini will, you know, do her podcast or do her little cafe. Collect things. crystals. Yeah, and <laughs> and she, she's on her beat, Sage is on her beat and they're on their beat together. Like they never lost, they never lose who they are as a person within, yeah, completely within the, who they are. And I just like know that that's what like true love is and I just know that mm-hmm. that's what I want to search for is that these individuals can, you know, lead their own lives, but still share and complete each other's without, you know, losing each, losing like each adding, other. With, like you said. Yeah, like you want to add to their life. You don't want to diminish or take away from it or anything like that. And that you don't want them to be your whole life, but you definitely want them to add to it. Yeah, like so. and and just the fa- and that's when you know you just got it good. You have it down, and mm-hmm. you want to ride it out to the end because you know that you're not going to find that anywhere else. Eh, maybe you will, but who knows? But if <laughs> you, you got find if you got it good now, why keep searching? And More they got of the a good. Stories, you're gonna find self love there. Yeah. You're gonna find it before that, but you're gonna find self love. They got I a think good keep really early. <laughs> they Thank got you. a good early, and I love them so. What? We literally say that Catherine is our <laughs> wife. Like, Sage is like, when's my wife coming over? Because <laughs> she's always over. She makes him ahi pokey and comes over. And also, I just am literally obsessed with her. So that was really yeah, nice. No, that's Thank actually you. like a thing I've always admired, like low key. Like, I don't want to like, 
not that I'm like, oh, I'm tooting your horn so much and stuff like that, but like Loki in the back, you know, end of the crowd, black bleachers, back bleachers or whatever it may be. Like, I'm always rooting for you guys because I, no, it makes sense, girl, because I love and admire and envy Loki a little bit jealous uh, at the fact that like, they can do their own things. And then they can also share things like Sage loves to go snowboarding. And Rohini, Rohini is trying so hard to support this lifestyle that Sage has, like this idea like Sage has for them and everything like that. And it's just compromise. Relationship is about compromise. It doesn't but mean that you're losing. it's not like you're going snowboarding every weekend. Yeah, it's yeah. not like you're losing like when you're compromising. I'm not enjoying it or doing well yeah. Yeah. That's just what a good relationship is, is like you want to support them in their hobbies and their habits and their, you know, life endeavors or whatever it may be. But like, it's Moral not... the story, get a friend who's in love with you. Yeah, just like, yeah, like just get, get a Get a friend, friend like Kath. She's in love with you and your significant I love other. Th- I love and their life. And when she gets a little bit of wine in her, she will hype you up until the, to really the death. Nice to no, I love it, bitch. Really nice no, like it's. It's like truly amazing. Sometimes I'm like, oh my gosh, she's going to snowboarding this weekend. But honestly, I'm actually not like that because I'm like, usually I'm like love. Come with me. Yeah, I'm like yeah. usually love. Like, I actually don't really like being the third wheel at all. But whenever I come over solo, I don't it's feel like I'm thing. the third wheel. Like, yeah. I feel like sometimes Sage feels like he's the third yeah, wheel. No, it's like that, no. thing you, that TikTok you sent me. It's like my best friend comes to sleep with me in my bed. My husband has no room. Like that's yeah. really us. It's like Christina and well, Meredith from Grey's Anatomy, and then Derek Shepard. Yeah, like, that's literally exactly okay. what it is. Anyways. <laughs> Thank you. That was really nice, actually. You literally <laughs> never said that, so I, I really know. appreciate oh that. Oh, my God. Actually. I think I should start saying things to you more often because I know it would make you feel really happy and, con- happy and content. But you know me. I can't share a lot, but I'm working on it. You know, like, I love that. Amen. I should just say now. I just like have to get one more bottle deep, and you're gonna learn so much more. Okay. About me. Well, thanks. I, that means a lot, actually, yeah, actually and I appreciate that. And you're my best friend in the whole world. So that if you mean if you actually mean that, that means yeah. a lot. So Ooh. that's great. Um. Okay. So. Um, about to be so up in that life. Literally, she's so good with kids. Like, she's going to teach them so many great things. So I'm so excited. Okay. Sorry. Okay, okay. So my my thing... What? What did you say? You're drunk? Oh, yeah. Okay, okay. So how do you truly start to love yourself? My reply, I think, would be a little bit different just because of my own shit. Like, you guys have also just come out of these really big learning experiences in your relationships which is a, a big thing and that that knocks you down to like your core and you have to figure out what okay guys what she said she's horny and i said me too okay my fucking hubby's gonna be annoyed because he's trying to sleep right now um okay so for me how you truly start to love yourself again a different perspective because i've been in a relationship for a long time where i don't that that element of my life is like handled so i don't have to worry about that but I'm also learning like another. <laughs> what? <laughs> she just texted. No, oh no, God, that no, she fucks no, with. Stop, 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 stop. No, it's, it's embarrassing. Okay, hold it's on. Okay. Can I just say this for a second? I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Oh, no, no, sorry. It's, okay. it's okay. It's okay. It's really not that great anyway. But, um, okay, what I was going to say is that <laughs> the main quote that honestly stuck with me, and I feel like I have had to, I'm pointing my crystal at you guys, the thing that I ha- I have had to learn a lot about self-love in a different aspect, not regarding your romantic relationship, but just knowing who you are and loving yourself for that, um, 
this honestly Lana Del Rey quote, you take yourself <laughs> everywhere you go. That's not a lie. Uh, so no matter where you go, you're in the most tropical, lovely location you're on vacation you're with whoever you're with all these amazing people that you love you're still going to be there and like if you're in a dark shitty mindset you're going to take that wherever you go if you're in a positive mindset you're going to take that wherever you go like no matter how you change where you are physically you still have your mind and you still have your own like you take yourself wherever you go so the my on like my pillar for self-love is that you're the only person you're going to have your entire life and so you gotta just ultimately learn to accept that and love yourself no matter what because you are stuck with yourself your whole life even if you hate that thought for right now it's like it's just how it is <laughs> you just said that like that was a dumb thought i'm like wait a minute she just like spit straight facts on this yeah. whole episode so that's just stuck that's just like a big realization you're you're stuck with yourself it's all you have and so you might as well make the best of it and you might as well work through all those those dark corners and those shitty things that make you hurt because that's ultimately what you're here to do. That's what I believe. You're, we're all here to work through our own karma, our own shit, our own pain, and to work through it and like make it our own, become a better person on the other side. And I think ultimately everyone's here to help other people and like serve this planet. So knowing that you're here for that and knowing that you're given these lessons for a reason, um, also you're a bad fucking bitch. Like that's the main thing. We're each, we're each here. We're each so unique and embracing all those things that make you unique and all those things that you maybe are insecure about or whatever that's just your own little little thing you got to work on that's your own ultimately your own blessing so um yeah I just say that that's my number one thing I'm I'm here and I'm in my body for the rest of my life and I'm the only person I have for my whole life so what what's like keeping me from loving myself what can I work on and how can I make that happen again journaling is a big thing for me so yeah Mm -hmm. And also surrounding yourself with people who love you for you. That's a big thing. And also, I just want to really want to touch, this is very emotional, but what, going off of what Heaney said about, like, you were the only person that you have for your whole entire life, it doesn't diminish the fact that, like, you have a, like, if you are married and you are in a committed relationship and you end up being that, that person for the rest of your life, like, Rohini and Sage will be, like, I remember during Rohini's um, vows that she read during their wedding, she said that she often says that she, once she had that, her and Sage must go off into heaven at the same exact time because there's no way that she can live on and leave, live and breathe on this planet without Sage. And like, I don't really remember where I was going at with this at this point, but like, like just because you have someone that you know you're gonna live the rest of your life with, it doesn't mean that like, this is like super sad kind of like emo. It's like, it doesn't mean like that, that person that you are committing to for the rest of your life, that person can be taken away from you at any given moment. Mm -hmm. And just because they are by your side, you know, like don't, don't ever count on anything, no matter what guarantees or promises you may be insured, like reassured with, like just realize that like it's really just you to the end. Like you are your own ride or die and you need to invest in that. Like you need to pour in every single ounce of love and respect and care into yourself before As you anyone do to another person. Yeah. And I just remember that because I'm like reminiscing on their wedding yeah. and I'm feeling a lot of love right now. Oh. No, that's <laughs> so, so true. That's so true. That's yeah. True. yeah. And that made me cry that day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I really do Okay, okay, sorry. I don't want to I cuz again this podcast sorry. is not about not about I want to focus on their relationship, but again just for anyone listening 
like their relationships. Um, because I think there's a lot of wisdom you guys can get from this. But again, for anyone listening who's like super relating to what you guys have to say. And like, again, Catherine just said, like, I really admire that. This is out there for you guys. Anybody who's like, I want that. And I'm not saying Sage and I are fucking perfect because we're definitely not. But I will say, like, it's anything I could ever dream of. And it's really great for me. And it's exactly what I want and need. And that is out there for you. Like, if you want that, that's out there for you. And even though it may seem super far-fetched or out of reach, like, I know for a fact, if that's what you want, it's out there. And maybe it takes a while. Maybe it's, you're in your fucking 40s or 50s or whatever it is. Maybe it takes some hard breakups and getting cheated on or whatever it is. But, like, that's out there for you. And I, whenever Cass and her feels, I'm like, bitch, it's out there. Like, if you want it, that is out there for you. And I, I just know that in my heart because it, I was, like, lucky enough to be given this relationship or, like, shown this relationship mm-hmm. at an easy an easy part in my life in like a young age, but I know that it's out there for everybody. Or if you're defeated and you can't find it, if you can't find it yet, like don't give up, don't settle, okay? Like yeah, don't yeah. find yourself in a relationship like myself or, you know, whoever else. Like just, if I settled for that, like I could just see my whole future mm-hmm. just looking completely different. So, and that yeah. was, I was close to it. Like five years is a long time. It's not forever, but you know, if you really don't kind of put in perspective what you really want long-term and you don't think that, you know, a real happiness or someone who actually respects and treats you with mm-hmm. kindness is, is possible, you're going to find yourself settling or lowering the bar and stuff. Don't do that. Yeah, don't, don't give into that. Yeah. So it's easier said than done. I get that. But just really reflect on, uh, on, you know, what you're hearing and if you relate to that. So, yeah. Okay. I think this is a good point to end it out. Yeah. Oh my God. I freaking love you guys. I love you guys this so is much. a giant cuddle puddle. I if know. you're watching this video, we just get keeping closer and closer. I love you guys. Mine <laughs> has something to do with that, but it's all just because we literally <laughs> fucking love each other. I'm stone cold. And we all sober. have garlic breath right now, so that mm. means a lot. I'm, but the feelings yeah. have always been there. It's just that our walls get, you know, watered down when we drink wine. Inhibitions or whatever. I mean, I think that's true. I think you kind of tap into a more emotional self, but those people that, that don't, right? But. I don't know. I think we're all just kind of loving. I'm very blessed, and I don't know if this needs to be on the co- podcast or not, but Shut I feel like bitch, I'm very <laughs> blessed to <laughs> to know these girls and to have this type of relationship and mm-hmm. just say, like, we have these type of conversations randomly all day long. Not just for the mics. Like, we just talk like this normally. Like, even today. Like, we just... Yeah, I was going through it. These ladies were here for me. Mm-hmm. Like, this is so normal, and I wish that for everyone. And, like, yeah. I want the content, you deserve concept of like relationships, like partners i hope you have things like this for just your friendships too like those are relationships too and i think if anything goes to say out of if you're watching this video and we're all cuddle puddling or whatever's going on i wish that for you too and those friendships are just as important so really make sure you put enough effort into your significant others as you do into your friendships so yes that's a great parich (laughs) (laughs) okay i think that's a great thing to end it on so this is a lengthy two-part episode um thank you guys so so much for listening tuning in i hope you got something out of it i'm so grateful for these ladies for being open to share because i know it's not easy and in a way though i feel like when you're able to talk about it and share like it just it's another level to like healing like when you can power it feels yeah you get a little step up it's like you're closer to that like full-on like contentness (laughs) with yourself it's empowering Yeah. yeah yeah So I'm very grateful for these guys for sharing. Get after it. And we love you guys and we want the best for you. And we want you guys to live your best lives. And we want you to love yourself and be in relationships that reflect 
that same amount of love and like respect and everything. So if you know me or you don't know me and you ever run into me or want to talk to me about these things, please do. I just, I want to be able to help other people or talk about it. So anyway yep. yeah if you're, a lis- if you're a listener on the east side of washington Cutchison bill of seattle <laughs> yeah okay we love you guys thank you so much for listening i hope you enjoyed and see you next week see you next week bye 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 okay love you guys see you next week bye 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 Nice, ladies. That was good. Okay, Chicalica. (laughs) It's Chicalita.